everybody. Welcome to the Ringing Air Podcast brought to you by KillBoringMusic.com, your ally in the crusade against boring music. I am Joby, writer, photographer, uh, musician, former record store clerk, native Californian, currently living in the beautiful but cold Midwestern mecca that is Wichita, Kansas. Find me on social media at Books of Job. Or see my blog at BooksofJob.com. With me, as always, my co-conspirator, my co-host, my, my, my heterosexual life partner, Mm-hmm. Also, former record store clerk, current and native Californian Jeff Nail, writer and contributor to various outlets such as the Beast, the Daily Beast, not just any Beast, the Daily Beast, and <laughs> Billboard. A senior music critic at KillBoringMusic.com, and our aim this week, as it is every week, is to share with you our passion for music, chronicle our continuing obsession with music, even through the depths and the depravity of decrepit middle age and above all else help you the listener avoid boring music because jeff what do we do with boring music we keep kicking ass in the morning and taking names in the evening i like that Ooh, <laughs> we could we could we could call back on that i like that i i can't even remember what that's from i know it's a song i looked up especially from this episode now i can't remember who it wow. even was i like it well uh think of of jeff and i as, you know what i don't have anything clever for this one i think of jeff and i as uh, your your guardians, uh, s- keeping you safe from the array of crappy music. We're going to let you know what to avoid, but what you're going to want to blast to keep your ears ringing. Uh, this is episode 32 for those of you keeping score at home. Uh, and this week we're going to be cleaning out our closets, so to speak. We're going to be playing things for you that we've been wanting to play but haven't gotten around to. Uh, Jeff's going to talk to us about you won't... No, dot... No, uh... I didn't update this. Boy Genius. Yeah, Boy Genius. Just going to be talking to us about uh, Boy Genius's EP. We're going to have uh, a ton of currents. And uh, I don't know. We're going to have a surprise for the Unsigned Artist Spotlight this week. <laughs> yeah, we, I, we may as well just come clean. Uh, we have not discussed the Unsigned Artist. We need, to go to our, <laughs> we need to take a break at some point and go back to our list and figure out who the... Maybe we'll just play someone we've already played before that we really like. I don't know. That, yeah, or we can just, we'll just spin the, the wheel of random Unsigned Artists and uh, wherever it lands, we'll, we'll play it. So, of which um, we have plenty, yeah. Uh, and I don't have anything clever for your middle initial this week either. I've really dropped the ball. I I, I, I was so proud of how prepared I was for everything else that I forgot the little stuff. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Jeffrey, de- depth of musical knowledge, Nail, how are we this week? We're fine. I just wanted to point out that uh, you, you're, I mean, this is sort of tongue-in-cheek when you say senior music critic uh, for me, but you never say your funny uh, tongue-in-cheek title, which is... Uh, uh, EIC. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. I, I forgot I had a title about. Oh, I. You know what? I. I mm-hmm. totally forgot. Yep. I'll be damn yep. okay. I may as well make it sound legit, man. So yeah, so we gotta have to update that because yeah, I mean, what the hell? Why not? And I mean, we are we are wrapping up our season. I mean, we sort of talked uh, logistics before we hit record today, but I'd say we we're probably looking at one, two, three more episodes from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think listeners can look for their last episode on December seventeenth, mm-hmm. and then then we'll start our new season in the new year, right? Yeah, have a little a uh, little break, and I mean, as much fun as this is, I think that's going to do us good. I think we can kind of yeah. get our ducks in a row for next season, and you know, it's it's still a learning process, so we can kind of get a little more organized, a little more efficient, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, try and keep keep on top of things because. 
it, it seemed to have a way of spiraling out of control for me. I kind of just lost track of what I was doing. I mean, the weeks sure. the weeks go faster, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I mean, I'm sure having the the baby didn't didn't help. But uh, yeah, how is uh how is Al today? I hear uh, him. He's, he's all right. Yeah, he's he's mellow. He's happy as can be, like always. Man, he is just uh, ridiculously happy. He smiles so much. If he didn't smile so much, I don't know how I'd handle it because I'm so used to him being happy all the time. Like, man, if I had a shitty baby, I don't know how I'd how I'd deal a with shitty that. baby. Yeah, you know, these babies that just cry and scream all the time for no reason. Yeah. You know, he, he just, as soon as you wake him up, man, he just looks at you and smiles big as can be. And I'm like, well, all right, I'm happy to see you too, man. Shit. No one else looks at me like that. I'm pretty sure I was a shitty baby. Were you? Um, I don't, either that or my, my father was just, was just ill-prepared for fatherhood because, I mean, if the, if the word cry or colic or anything comes up, he looks at me and he rolls his eyes to this day. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> he's, he's like, God, you would not shut up. You cried constantly. <laughs> well, like, you know, last so, night, as far as, like, keeping up with the show, you know, you were asking me last night about, you know, letting the unsigned artists know when they're on the show. And I was like, yeah, yeah, um, about that. <laughs> But all I can say well, is I, I tried to shift the blame off myself when I reply to them because I tell them, look, just subscribe to the show or at least follow us yeah. on Facebook, something, because we're, we're going to try, but we can only do so much. It's it, it's more hectic than than we were ready for. And I think a lot of the unsigned artists, they they have an online presence. And, and when they submit to us, I feel like they just submit and move on for the most part. Right. Because uh, I don't I mean, we've told a few artists and I guess they're always glad to hear it, but they they never seem to remember that they've submitted to begin with, yeah. except for a, a select few. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's all right. I mean, I guess I guess everyone still wins, and especially that we don't have to contact. You know, uh, who's last week's uh, uh, Pe- Jeff what? Baker? Oh, Sounds. Jeff Baker sounds. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I did not like his song at all. I'm like, well, I guess we don't have to tell him since right. I, yeah, I don't, if he's I don't want to hurt guys' feelings. <laughs> he's not going to share the episode if I shit all over his track anyway. So right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, hey, hey, listen to this awesome podcast that dumps yeah. all over my music. <laughs> yes. uh, well, so do well, you want to go? This... Do you want to go, go ahead. ahead and get to your review, or do you want to? How do you want to work it this week? Well, it's it's. I was just saying. Uh, I've. I I was just thinking how excited I am about this episode because it feels almost like a new format, even though it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm 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 gonna get through Boy Genius. You're gonna get through nothing, I guess, because mm-hmm. we don't need to do a current yeah. if we're just doing yeah. Currents. We're both we're basically both just doing currents that we never got to play. So it's are all of yours uh, from like this year or the last two years, or is there anything I- old? I believe they're all from this year. Maybe one is is older. I can't recall. I'll have to look at my list once we get started. But um, I'm treating this like a lightning round. I want to cram as many songs into this episode as possible. I think I have Uh, maybe two or three from 2017. The rest are from 2018. Okay. And I did as much like we, uh, you know, we exchanged, you know, lists. So we knew what the other was playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, between that and uh, so I knew what you were going to play like way early on. Plus, I knew what I was going to play real early on. So I did as much research as I could into the bands that I'm playing, because a lot of times I don't even have time to do that. I just fi- find a song I like and want to play it. Yeah. But I've got a little bit more info on most of the bands I'm playing, except for some of the 
you know, kind of extras that we may or may not get to. But <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's I'm kind of the opposite. I, I like I said, I want to treat it like a lightning round. So I, I think I actually have less research than normal because <laughs> nice. I just want I just want to give brass tacks and, and, and get the track out into the world. So we'll, we'll have to we'll have to feel it as it goes then. Uh, but for All now, right. let's get to my assignment. So, yeah, I assigned I kind of again assumed I was throwing you a bone uh, a little bit with uh, with Boy Genius, the uh, super group. With Lucy Dacus, uh, Julian Baker, and Phoebe, what is her Phoebe name? Phoebe Bridgers. 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 Which, who the, yeah. I love her website. Did you, did you know what her web address is? No, what is it? It's www.phoebefuckingbridgers.com. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I get a good vibe off of all three of these, these women, actually. Um, when I first started listening, I was not really into it because it, it was just a little too um, understated. At first, and sometimes I dig that, but it was, it was, you know, it's, it's five songs and with EPs, you kind of have to, I don't know. It feels like it has to be a stronger dose than an album. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, well, like, I don't know. I, it, it, this sounds, this feels sexist to say, but it's three women. And so when I was sort of listening, but not really engaging, my brain kept going sort of filing this under Wilson Phillips. Mm -hmm. Even though, even though this is clearly very different than the pop trio from the '80s, um, but you know, because it's three women's voices, I think I think my brain kept going there. Uh, but once I actually sat down and looked into the the EP, and I I watched them online, I, I looked them up for their uh, their tiny desk concert. That that sometimes all it takes is a, a live performance to go, oh, I see now what's mm -hmm. going on. Uh, but in case you didn't know, listeners, uh, Boy Genius is a uh, an indie supergroup, and uh, it's funny those those two things kind of seem oxymoronic to me because mm -hmm. indie sort of implies unknown or small or under the you know, under the radar. Uh, but it, but in terms of of critical success, all three of these women have seen uh, a share of that. Um, so anyway, uh, but I didn't actually know Julian Baker, Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers before this. And, uh, I'm actually now certainly, uh, it's Julian Baker, right? I believe so. Yeah. Julian Baker, Julian with an E. Uh, I think she's my favorite though. I was listening to some of her stuff and she is somewhere in, in, in the spectrum of, um, I want to say she's closer to Americana than than the other two because she plays mandolin on this record and something about her vocals seem to soar a little bit more than the other two um but anyhow uh so indie supergroup they they sort of came together accidentally i guess so this 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 ep sort of layers americana with uh you know it's largely acoustic numbers and it you know it, there's no avoiding it i think it tends to be melancholy uh, you know, it's just that's just kind of the fabric of what what these ladies do is there's always an undercurrent of melancholy. It's tender, though. You know, have you listened to it? I, I listened to it maybe I, I want to say three or four times. Um, mm -hmm. I, I really had to uh, ask myself if I wanted to listen to it uh, oh. because I read some of the reviews for it and and that almost I, I knew that was going to put a little bit of a chip on my shoulder because not just with music, but with anything that just seems to be universally adored, yeah. I automatically think, Oh, come on. It's not that good. Um, <laughs> so I didn't know if I wanted to listen to it. My impression of the reviews were that it was kind of, it was high, but it wasn't, you know, on the ceiling. Uh, so I, luckily I avoided that curse that, that you picked up somehow um, they are not terribly versatile in tone. Uh, 
Uh, but what they are uh, so good at is is being, you know, their the, their sound is as graceful as a ringing triangle. It 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 really is uh, pretty damn well done, and it feels effortless too. It's not. I, I don't think these. I, it, they definitely put work into their songs, but they're not overthinking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, the idea that three artists who have a solo career on their own can just come together and just do that. Uh, it, it's sort of reminiscent of that that uh, Case Lang Veers album I talked about a, a while back. Do you remember that one? The Who album? The K- Nico Case, uh, oh, oh. Laura Veers, yeah. Katie Lang album. So, yeah, uh, it's gorgeous and haunted and somewhere left of Joni Mitchell, I guess. It's kind of uh, autumnal. <laughs> Am I saying that right? It's an autumn sound. It's kind of cool and cold, but uh, not freezing. And uh, oddly enough, this made me want to start a band. <laughs> you know, you ever do that where you listen to a new a song you don't know or an album you don't know, and you're like, I couldn't do it quite this well, but I would have fun trying? Well, I, I mean, uh, it hasn't happened from an album, but from all the concerts I've seen this year has made me want to start a band so bad you don't even know. Like, I was only half kidding <laughs> about that thing, about making a collective where we all contribute and write some stuff. Like, I want to, yeah. I want to start a band so bad right now. But I have yeah. no time. There's no way I could ever. I mean, it would have to be like a mail order, like an email thing. You know, like I couldn't get together in a room with guys no. or, or people and, and make music. I am friends with people in bands and they're my age. And I'm like, well, fuck, man. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Like, And then I ask myself, how do they do it? And I realize their kids are in high school. I'm like, well, that's right. how they do it. Yeah. yeah. I think having once they get to school age, that gives you a, a little free time that you don't have those first few yeah. years. And, you know, apart from from drums, I, I played drums uh, a long – I've played, played drums way longer. I didn't pick up uh, a guitar until I was in a band. Um, well, I guess it would, be, would have been Burn. Uh, but, but I sort of learned on my own playing alt-country stuff, mm-hmm. and I guess that's what made me think of starting a, a group or something while I listened to this was because it's – I'm, I'm actually more comfortable with simple progressions on acoustic instruments than I am anything else. So when I right. see a loud band, I don't I don't have like the tech head outlook. I don't I don't know what what pedals or what or any of that shit. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even know what a good drum set is anymore. Uh, so when I watch a loud band, I kind of go, oh, wow, I wonder how they do that. Uh, but a, but a quiet band, I know how they do it for the most part. So I mm-hmm. guess that's why it made me made me hmm. think of starting a group. So I'm going to play a song for you uh, by Boy Genius called Souvenir which I believe is a more Julian Baker composition than anyone else. And uh, there's a mandolin on here that uh, just just tickles me right in the right place, wherever that may be. <laughs> you said because of course I did that they will 
continue to collaborate every so often, maybe put out a full length? Yeah, it'd be nice to see see them, uh, you know, th- what they've got here is is pretty good already. It would be nice to see it progress. So maybe if they uh, if they continue and, and do put out something a little longer, they can maybe push their sound a little more. I, I'm not sure if I yeah pro- yeah possibly. And I was just thinking, I don't know. I liked this so much. I don't know if I like them better together or separately. I think I like them better together. Hmm. Nice. Well, they're they're touring together, right? Sorry, they're. T- I don't know if they're touring or not. I didn't look into it. Are they? Well, I know they've played shows together, but I don't know if they're actually touring together or not. Oh, okay. I, you know, like we talked about before, it's hard sometimes to get back to something once once we've listened to it for the show. But if I do manage to get back to it, I'm sure it will grow on me at least a little bit. Well, should we dive into the uh, elephant in the room then? Oh, for the love of God, let's do it. Yeah, um, let's let's go hard. So uh, <laughs> I guess that means I get to go first since you I guess so. did yours. Well, I... I I don't know how to even go about deciding what order to play these in. I've got just about, I've got, God, every song is a different genre. Do you want to start with something uh, hard and heavy? Do you want something lighter? Do you want some some hip hop? Where do you want to go? I don't have an opinion, but I will say that I'm starting with, I think, is the most interesting. It's almost like if we were doing a traditional list, this would have been my number one. Uh, but I'm starting strong, so flipping, okay. flipping the script a little. Okay. Well, let me see here. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start with something kind of uh, chill. Um, this is a duo that uh, they are f- – oh, God, I've, where are they from? I think they're from the U.K., I want to say. Uh, they're mm-hmm. called Breathe, or as my okay. stepchild would say, Breathe. And uh, they are just – uh, getting uh, music out. They uh, they were both in other bands that kind of fizzled out. They had uh, some recording sessions. They got together, d- had similar philosophy on music. And uh, what I have written down here is they were born of or- early morning recording sessions as a way of reorienting their careers following the dissolution oh. of their respective projects growing disillusioned with their experiences in the major label system. This is all basically a DIY sort of thing. They recorded it all themselves, produced it themselves, made their own video, uh, everything. All they have out right now is just this one song. Uh, It's called Mm -hmm. Are You All Good? And if you want to like a peek inside my brain, this uh, we've talked before about how sometimes you want a certain kind of music when you're doing something like when Mm -hmm. you need to focus on something, but you want music. This is right in that. Oh, this is just exactly what I want. Okay. Like, like Portis Head, you know, Massive Attack. It's just kind of like a, a, a vibe as much as anything. I'm never home. The darkest times. Are you all good? Are you all right? I'm in your neighborhood. For your darkest times. Are you all good? Are you all right? Are you 
that's a, a little more soul than your usual trip hop. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that quite a bit, actually. It's, it sort of starts with the claustrophobia that, mm -hmm. that a lot of trippy kind of quiet, you know, electronic music has. And then then I noticed even even the vocals were kind of muffled. And by by a minute in, it was it was opening up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really That's interesting excellent. sound, and uh, yeah, it's just like like I said, it's just right exactly what I want when I want something that'll engage my brain enough to kind of uh, I can hear it, but I can focus on something at the same time. But this, I actually uh, even just listening to it without having to, anything to do, I've just been enjoying this song. It it's one of the two I've probably listened to the most out of all the ones I'm playing today. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, not bad. Uh, that that goes well on. Uh speaking of autumnal that sort of feels a little chilly that would also uh go great on the sex episode yeah yeah it would well should we keep uh keep on let's, moving let's then? do it yeah what's what's yours all right have you heard of the group zeal and ardor uh yes i have uh do you know what the how that project got started uh a little bit um the uh i f forgot the singer's name is it Ganyo or something like that. Ganyu. It's, it's Manuel Ganyu, I think. Yeah, uh, he basically was daring people to come up with the genres that he could mash up into one song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this is a, a group and a couple of albums now that have. Uh, it's it's funny that anything good can come out of four chan, right? Uh, but but this did. This is Manuel Ganyu. It's a Swiss American artist. All it says he was is that he was formerly based in New York City. I have no idea where he lives now, and um, he was challenging people on 4chan to come up with, yeah, like a challenging musical combination. And someone came up with black metal and black folk music. Mm -hmm. And of course, the the you know the bigots on. 4chan didn't quite say it so politely. Right, yeah. Um, but as, as Ganyu tells it, it's uh, U.S. slaves were, were forced into Christianity, and Norwegians, which is where black metal was born and, and still proliferates, were also uh, part of a sort of a, a Christo, not a fascist, but, uh, you know, a Christocentric government for a while and that's 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 how you get church burnings in black metal i guess um but his 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 premise was what if uf us slaves what if american slaves rebelled in the same way as the norwegians had uh what would satanic spirituals sound like and i don't get the impression that this is uh you know satanism uh, in in earnest I think this is just the premise, and uh, the it's it's strange, but these two things actually go go well together. I mean, pretty seamlessly, at least under his his watch. Um, I was going to play an old song by him, and I'll, I'll mention it here in case it, we have room f to splice it in. But there's a song called "Come On Down" that sounds like a very very old blues song. I can't see no devil in the field. There's many trees.
it, it's it sounds like a like an old blues song and and then it sort of it quietly turns into a more uh sort of a, a mixture of metal in that but there's a new album out this year called stranger fruit and uh to be honest a lot of it is a little too on the metal side for me there's not quite enough of the black folk end of things but built on ashes is is an anthem it it's the last track on the new album so if i have if i have a, a chance i'll play both like a strange throat out of season oh, 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 oh you are bound to die alone you will swing free on the breeze like this that, that make me think this is how you get someone into heavier music who's not normally into heavier music kind of the the bait and switch almost like here hey, listen to this uh, heavy blues and then all of a sudden it's like screaming metal yeah because because blues is more familiar in popular music than people give it credit mm-hmm. uh, blues is pretty much present in every pop song ever written so it, it's yeah it, it is sort of a bait and switch where it's it, it it's a it's a place where people are comfortable i think and then those guitars kick in and actually the guitars aren't particularly great on this song but the mood is so perfect it's weird to listen to something that was that start off as a gimmick and then uh, when you listen to it it doesn't even feel close to being that mm-hmm yeah, this really, feels very authentic and 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 rich. Yeah, it just kind of took a li- took on a life of its own, um, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I liked about "Come On Down" when I listened to that one was, it just it it never it seemed like it never rested. It just there were tempo changes and r- new rhythms kept getting introduced. It was just the, the the as far away from boring as you can get. You know, it just ah, kept you engaged yes. the entire time. I'll take it. Yeah. And and, you know, this new album can be a little bloated. It's not always that good. Uh, But the like I said, that last track built on ashes, although I I called it an anthem. I guess anthems don't usually have lyrics like you are bound to die alone. Uh, (laughs) But but, uh, it still feels anthemic to me. Yeah, I I can't remember something off that new album has been getting played on uh, on Sirius XM on the Liquid Metal channel. But I, I don't know which song. And it, it did catch my attention. I, I wasn't in love with it, but it definitely, you know, stood out to me because of the way it's kind of a mashup of, of genres like that. I thought that was really interesting. You know, it's always good to get new blood in a genre. Um, and I don't mean like new artists. I mean, you know, new ingredients. And, and I know that doesn't always work out. All you have to do is look at the late 90s and the new metal thing. Uh, I was just having this conversation recently in my local bar. And, uh, and, and I always argue music with these guys. And they were saying... Um, 
someone was saying new metal, new metal sort of ruined metal for me. And I went, yeah, but that's still, you know, as bad as that was, it still gave you the Deftones or it still gave you, you know, a number of groups that are actually pretty good. Uh, so I actually argue that it's good to sort of upset the apple cart from uh, here and right. there. And, and with uh, with the example of zeal and ardor, it's not even upsetting the cart. It's I mean, I'm sure some metal purists don't like it, but fuck them. Uh, you know, this is this is a, absolutely a good idea. And, right. and, you know, we actually are, are in we actually know these um, the people who, who manage the this artist could because we've talked to them about um, uh, vain and every time I die and, and we've we've covered their artists before. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll see Zeal and Arter on the road. soon. Right. Well, uh, I had uh, two things I, I mentioned before uh, the YouTube channel for Rick Beato. He's like a. Uh, he's a well, he's a musician, but he's a producer. He does like instructional videos. He does like music theory. He breaks down like songs and things. He has like sort of a roundtable discussion every so often, and he has one about uh, what killed rock music. And it's interesting because he talks about how it all relates to being blues influenced. And as the as the blues influence kind of weaned out of cer- certain music, things started to go downhill. Uh-huh. It's really interesting. Uh, but the thing about Zealand Ardor, I wanted to point out, did you see, I don't know where, if we looked at the same pages reading about them, did you see about the, the uh, little stunt they pulled about giving fans free merchandise? No, they, uh, they, they tried something. I think it might've been when this new record came out or it was either, I don't know, one of the records, they said if fans got uh, the logo branded on their skin, they'd get free merchandise. Okay. And eight people did it. And the singer was kind of mortified because he thought no one would do it. He said the intent was that no one would ever do it because that's the whole thing. You don't want this brand. If you do, you're just an idiot who's following and not thinking for yourself. <laughs> oh, no, talk about insult to injury. I know. So <laughs> then all of a sudden like, eight people were willing to do it. Like, oops, backfired. Oh, well. I don't know why he's so surprised because Rocket from the Crypt did that years ago, but it was a tattoo. Uh, oh, not even, yeah. you know, I know I understand they're both permanent, but uh, yeah, like I don't think Rocket from the Crypt actually kept up with this, but you could get into a show for free anywhere in the world for Rocket for Rocket from the Crypt if you had their their logo uh, tattooed on you. Interesting. <laughs> nice. So, okay. Well, anyway, we spend too much time. Let's keep pushing forward. here. All right. Well, I'm going to move on. This one will be quick because I there's not a lot to say about this one. I'm, I'm going to my pop uh, pick. This is a Dutch singer. Uh, her name is Sharon Kovacs. She just goes by Kovacs. Uh, she is, how old is she? She's 28 years old. She's got two albums out. Her first album came out in 2015 uh, called Shades of Black. And it was, pre- I listened to just some of it just here and there, and it was pretty good. It, oh, stop it. God. Dude. Alistair does not like, uh, what's not, her face? Kovacs. He does not like our show. He sabotages no. our show at every turn. <laughs> um, but it was a it was kind of a dark album. I, I, I got kind of a Lana Del Rey vibe off of it, mm-hmm. uh, but it was really good. She's got a really good voice, really unique voice. Uh, well, her new album, I don't know how this title came to be, but it's called Cheap Smell. I don't know quite what that means. If yeah, that's like that, could the be, smell of that could be a lot of things. Trash and menthol cigarettes. I have no idea, but... Um, the first song I listened to off the the record was called It's the Weekend, and it was stark contrast because it's a bright, sunny, cheerful song. Really mm-hmm. good. I liked it a lot. But reading the, the comments on YouTube was kind of funny because they were all saying basically like, hey, we really you know support you and everything, but boy, I don't like this at all. 
<laughs> I wish he would do something more like that first album. But then I found uh, the second, I guess you'd call it the single. She put out a new video just here in the last, I don't know, couple weeks or so called Mama and Papa. And it's a little more similar to the the vibe on that first record because it's a really heavy, kind of a dark song. Um, and there's really, like I said, she just came out. She She's kind of a big deal in the Netherlands. She won some awards and contests over there but really there's nothing i couldn't even find album reviews on the internet for her from pitchfork or any of the review sites so i don't have a lot there so let's just give a listen to mama and papa i found your god or so i thought he told me let go he will never come home so I've been running, I've been running, I've been running on my own. Mama, mama, when I was born, where was daddy and where did he go? Was he not good to your mama? Did he have a different agenda? Mama, mama, do we look alike? Do you see him while I squeeze my eyes? That's actually a, a that's a pop hit waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be it would be ridiculous to to not at least acknowledge the Adele vibe there too. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely uh, a, a lot of potential there, and it seems like just a matter of time before that really kind of breaks through. And she signed uh, to a Warner deal, so that that would imply that you know they're. She's part of a machine there too, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a see her name up in lights soon. Yeah, there'll be I'm sure some tours coming and some uh, some higher visibility right around the corner. I'm sure. You know, you you have a thing for anthemic pop. <laughs> Do this, I? This reminds me of your Katy Perry pick. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. How, how so? What song? What song was that? Bla uh, Dark Horse. Yeah. You don't see any similarities between her sound and Katie's? Not especially, no. I mean, uh, maybe just in the chorus. Oh, speaking of Dark Horse, did you see the cover of that on uh, Two Minutes to Late Night? No, I haven't. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> I love it when they do pop hits. <laughs> they do. Well, I mean, we should say for the listener, Two Minutes to Late Night is a, a web series that's really funny. They film it in... Uh, in St. Vitus Bar in Brooklyn, and and they always end the show they, because they always have musicians on. They always end the show with a jam session, and they always do a cover. And occasionally they'll do like a Miley Cyrus or something like that, and it's a lot of fun. Well, and it was the episode that uh, Hard Melissa hosted, and uh, I think it was actually War on Women who covered it. Oh yeah, okay. And it was it's great. Yeah, it was really good. Gotcha. Right. You know she's got an interesting she's got an interesting voice Kovacs, uh, mm -hmm. but an interesting look too. Just it, think of like um, I don't know how to describe her. She's she's she has almost no hair, so I it, you know I feel sort of hacky being like oh it's like Sinead O'Connor, mm -hmm. um, but it, you know she, she's she's uh, she's got a look going for her too, where she's not just a you know like a a, a model on 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 the stage. It, right. it looks like she's. Uh, you know, she's kind of it makes her look kind of fearless, that haircut, that that whole look. So, yeah, once you see her, you'll you'll remember her for you, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's got a, a buzzed haircut, and I want to say she had like a lip ring or something. I mean, it's 2018. That's not all that crazy, but you know, <laughs> these kids Still. today with their face piercings and their <laughs> yes. colored hair. Yeah. You know, it's funny looking back on on stuff like face piercings like, oh, that's that's our generation. That's our fault. Mm hmm. You know, I, I, I still remember being like 22 years old, though, and being aghast when I saw people stretch out their earlobes. Yeah. I, My I, point being that I've, I've always been an old man. I remember looking at that when I was like 21 being like, ugh, good luck getting a job, moron. Well, I feel like the, <laughs> the, the, the the plugs in the ears is a bit a bit much. Have you ever seen somebody with the when they've had that done and then the plugs are out of their ears? Just the other night at the Ice Age show, actually. Good. Oh, we got to get to that. I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah. How was that? Maybe next. Maybe next episode we'll we'll get to it. In, in, in a sentence, how was it? It was not good. Okay, good. <laughs> well, that, that kind of makes me happy. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, did, I went in like I told you. I went in. So I I want to like this, and nope, not good. not good. All right, cool. So, well, what's your next one? My next pick is uh, a really talented singer-songwriter by the name of Amanda Shires. She came out with an album this year called To the Sunset. Um, she actually reminded me of I Thought of You because she cut her teeth as a young girl playing fiddle for Bob Wills. Nice. How old and is she? And the Texas Texas Playboys. She's about our age, I think. Um, I, I guess she, she joined Bob Wills near the end of his run. He died when? I have no idea. Oh, well, anyway. Uh, so she kind of stuck around Nashville or wherever the hell she's from Lubbock, but I'm sure she didn't make her name there. Um, she also appeared on John Prine's uh, Tree of Forgiveness album this year. And she also a lot has been made about this because people can't seem to mention her without mentioning that she's married to Jason Isbell. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, that I guess I do see a connection because there is an Americana uh, it's like one part Americana, but, you know, there's one part Dusty Springfield here, too. And I want to say even well, I have written down. She's like one part Americana, one part Dusty Springfield, one part butane. Uh, she really burns bright, her voice. Uh, but but people have actually written that they, they keep connecting Pink Floyd to her arrangements. And I don't quite hear it. Maybe you will. Uh, th this is a song called Parking Lot Pirouette, which is sort of a. You know, it's 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 you're well within Americana territory here where it's uh, it's about a, a man and a woman, uh, the woman being the narrator and there. She's looking up at the stars while she's while while they're having sex. And um, and it's at first I thought it was kind of like a kiss off. Um, but, you know, it's almost like I'm so used to songs being written when when a, a female narrator says that someone was on top of her or, you know, <laughs> I just assume something bad is happening. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. uh, but but this is not the case actually. Uh, it's it's kind of like um, it's like a lonely declaration of independence or something. I, I'm not sure what to make of this, but her voice her voice burns real real bright. So here's "Parking Lot Pirouette" by Amanda Shires.
character is uh, her voice shining bright. I, for me, that's it's almost blinding. Um, it, I, oh, the chorus just kind of, I, I did a bit much for me. Um, oh wow, the, okay. the reverb doesn't do any favors too. I, I don't, I don't like that too well. Um, I can't get into that, but um, I have a feeling if I were to explore her catalog, I would be bound to find something I, I liked, you know, quite a bit because I mean, I was looking at the, uh, list of albums that she's guested on, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and she's been on, like you mentioned, John Prine, of course, Jason Isbell, she's played, uh, with Tommy Emanuel, American Aquarium, uh, even Blackberry Smoke on their last album. So she, you know, she's playing with everyone and I'm sure she's around. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be a, with that much uh, variety. She's got to have all kinds of sounds on her records. Uh, and a quick note about the Texas Playboys. I think that maybe playing with them was, it, you know how like, at least up until recently, you could still see like the Duke Ellington Orchestra playing places. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I think okay. it's kind of like that because Bob Wills actually died in 1975. So oh, wow. I think okay. the Texas Playboys just kept the name and, you know, just kept that's, playing. That's so weird because... I didn't. I didn't get that impression at all from everything I read. <laughs> that's that's so weird that they didn't mention. Maybe maybe they wrote it Bob Will's like a possessive apostrophe Texas Playboy. Like it's his band. Right. He's just yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, anyway, um, yeah. And I actually, this is a bit of a confessional for me because this album came out a long time ago in the you know earlier this year. And uh, other than this song, I have not taken a dive into this record yet called uh, hmm. to the sunset so but every time i listen to her her do that chorus especially when she's way up in the rafters and then right when you think she's out of air she she goes to the lower register i love that bit so I, I, yeah there's something about that note the notes she hits there it almost feels like it's gonna make my ears pop or something like it's so <laughs> just it's i don't it, know a certain it pitch just might. or something <laughs> um well i next am going to go with one of mine from 2017 uh, this is a band from Arkansas. They're called I Was Afraid, uh, a name I'm not in, super fond of. But No, it's a stupid name. Uh, yeah. Um, they're kind of, uh, I, I get a real th strong throwback vibe from them, uh, kind of a 90s throwback. Uh, their, their sound is kind of uh, the quiet, loud, quiet sort of uh, formula. Yeah, they're doing kind of, a, kind of a late 90s emo thing, aren't they? Yeah, kind of a, like a shoegazy grungy sort of thing i got kind of like a silver sun pickups vibe off some of their stuff um, oh. i don't know what uh what you thought of them but that's actually not that's actually not a good endorsement for me i silver sun pickups is one of those bands like like uh like that band metric uh you know them no they're they're kind of all over radio right now like they're terrible i mean, they're not bad i just mean they're so fucking boring uh and that's that's how i felt about silver sun pickups everyone was all about them like God, it'd be great if they had some dynamic, but they just didn't have any. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, did you dig them? Well, I do. But here's the thing. I, uh, you mentioned dynamics. I feel like they're a, a band who has a lot of potential. Like I like their sound and I could, I, you know, I think they're, they're easy to listen to, you know, because mm -hmm. of their sound. But they're, uh, to me, if they could just kind of push themselves a little bit, um, just sort of. Expand. Out of their comfort zone? Yeah, just expand their horizons a little bit. I think they could actually be really something special. Um, I, I They have an album, a full-length album, and an EP. Uh, the EP was the follow-up to the album. And it had, I think, five songs on it. 
and it it was a little hard to tell one song from the next because they always had such a similar similar formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song that I'm going to play is called Lab, and I wanted to play that one because it's the most interesting song. Uh, it has the most different uh, tempos and and rhythms and everything. It's not just clean, loud, clean, loud, and then over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I had two things about this band. Uh, the first is that I have a quote from their singer uh, because they released their album and their EP on cassette. And, oh. <laughs> yeah. And what he said is, I think tapes are awesome. Tapes are cool collectibles, and they are usually easy on the wallet. Plus, 90% of the time, they'll come with a digital download like vinyl. We've done every okay. release on tape. And it's always proven to be a good investment. I think people are just into the collectible side of it, even though it's available everywhere online. It's still desired. So, you know, I I will admit the cassettes do look cooler than a CD. Yeah. Um, But so what? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and actually, I was going to make a point of reviewing the cassette that I that I bought uh, this this week. But I actually didn't get around to listening to it. Because mm. it's a pain in the ass. I listened mm-hmm. to like the first side and I forgot about it. So right. I guess I'll get to it later. And then the other note on these guys is that these guys actually are, uh, I guess you'd say, two degrees of separation from you. Because when he came uh, through Arkansas on his summer tour, they actually opened for your friend, Jonah Matrenga of Far. Oh, wow. So huh. there you go. You well, actually have cool. a connection to these guys. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but that's anyway, great. so yeah, I was afraid and this song is Lab. guys the two bands maybe three well two and we'll see i'm actually betting you might not know either one (laughs) maybe one of them because i was uh, emo was kind of my deal um you know way back when when we i feel like it was derisively called emo core (laughs) but uh, i was in charge of uh opening or, or establishing our punk section uh, and if you can imagine a punk section in a blockbuster music, it's about the most unpunk thing you can think of. Uh, but the kids did come. Once that punk section was open, mm-hmm. uh, the kids showed up. Uh, I was very proud of that that one aisle I had <laughs> under, as my ward. Um, so this kind of sounds like Hum mm-hmm. meets Mineral, or maybe Texas is the Reason. But definitely, definitely Hum. Do you know that band? Uh, well, I do. And actually, uh, it's funny that you say that because Matt Talbot of Hum actually recorded the EP. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, good call, Jeff, I guess. Yeah. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love Hum. Um, they, 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 they brought new meaning to the, the, the phrase wall of sound. Um, you know, it would be the what's the guy you mentioned from Hum? It, it must have been the singer. I'm Matt guessing. Talbot. Yeah, if that's the singer, it's the the way he sang those songs. 
it, it seems counterintuitive because um, he would he would practically mumble his lyrics for, for a lot of the time. And then but then the music would hit, the chorus would hit and it was just crush you. It was such a crazy juxtaposition, but I loved every minute of it. And I think they actually got back together recently, but I don't know if they've released a full length uh, in, you know, 20 years or more. Um, but this band, I was afraid. I I can appreciate the the timbre. I can appreciate the you know the the, the similarities, but the build up is way too long, and their verses are limp. Well, uh, I, I really like as good as the chorus was. The verse was really boring. I saw one uh, website describe the singer, uh, what's his name, Darby Johnson's voice as calm. I mm-hmm. I think that's kind. Uh, my biggest qualm is with him uh, because. I think he sounds a little kind of lethargic, like kind of disinterested, almost like drugged up. Yeah. Disaffected. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's the one of the big improvements I wish they would make is if he could just kind of, you know, I don't know what he needs, a little kick in the ass or something. But, you know, if he could just pick it up a little bit, that would go a long way. Well, but then but then it, it sort of feels like we're asking them not to be a shoegaze band, which I guess maybe that's fair. Yeah, no, that's, that's okay. We're asking them not to be what they are, I guess, for our... Well, but I feel like <laughs> part of the win. reason they are what they are is because they haven't fully explored, you know, what they are. You know what I mean? Like, they're still... Yeah. I feel like they're still kind of finding their sound. They need to experiment. I think you're right. Yeah. If they uh, if they yeah. kind of just push things and just don't, not be afraid to kind of get out there a little bit, they might really stumble onto something special. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's cool. Yeah, right. I, I like a lot of that, but at least half of it. So that's, right. that's, yeah. that's fine with me. All right. So what have you got? I'm going to turn things up considerably. Um, I don't even know if I like this band or I like this song. It's just so goddamn brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, this is, uh, this is, you know, which one I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a man called Lotus Eater. And I actually, I can find very few details about them. Uh, for example, their bio um, on Spotify just says anger, aggression, despair, violence, feral rage. Gloom <laughs> is our home. So we do not know where they're from. We don't know who's in the band. I, I mean, maybe it's out there somewhere, but it wasn't I, I didn't I didn't run into it readily. They are an incredibly heavy metal band. Uh, and, and you know, they're they are actually kind of guilty of some some cliches in here. But if you're not familiar with metal, you wouldn't you're not going to notice them. Oh, by the way, a Lotus Eater. I actually looked it up. I it sounded familiar, like from high school, you know, English. And it, it turns out Lotus Eaters uh, were featured in Homer's Odyssey. And uh, I guess there was an island of lotus eaters and they were they were essentially when you call someone a lotus eater, you're saying someone who indulges in pleasure and luxury rather than than practical matters of life. You know, it's it's like uh, the old fable where where one I can't even remember what animal it is. Is it storing nuts for the winter? It's like a, oh, a squirrel a, or an ant. I think an ant stores up and then the, then another animal doesn't and practically starves or, or actually does oh. starve. So I guess the lotus eaters would be the starving ones. But. This band, I don't know what they have to say about pleasure or luxury, because all I get from the sound is confrontation. Uh, you know, you get the impression that no matter what they're what they're they're playing, they're they're settling someone's hash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very very angry, but it kind of spoke to me because it's bleak and it's dirty and it's oppressively loud, scorching like like bathing with sandpaper and 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 blacktop. You know, it's it's. It, this is not going to be something that a lot of our listeners like. And, and like I said, I'm not actually sold on it, but it's inter- inter- interesting enough to share. Mm-hmm. Um, so you listen to this. You want to get your take in now or after? Um, no, we can do it after. Let's go ahead and blast it, man. Nothing you understand. 
Eater, a single that was released earlier this year. You know, they have a song I've been hearing on XM on Liquid Metal, and I, it's not that song, I don't think, but I don't know which one it is. And I, I got the same impression you did. Like, I don't I don't know for sure that I like them, but I'm pretty sure I do. I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but one of my pet peeves, uh, it doesn't happen a lot, but some of these bands, they, they go through so many riffs in a song that they'll stumble upon a just a gem of a riff and then it's yeah. gone before you can even appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Like they they hit a groove there around like the 50 second mark or so that is just amazing and then within 5 seconds they're onto the next one. I'm like, "Oh, I wish you would have just milked that for another couple measures <laughs> yeah. or something." God. Yeah, but, it's 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 like the shortest orgasm. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's it's like good grief. It's over. Um, yeah, so I mean, oh, I, I actually, by the way, I did figure out where they're from. They're from Glasgow. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I know, arguably, metal kind of started in earnest in in the UK with Black Sabbath, uh, but but I don't I don't get a lot of metal coming out of Scotland or, or mm-hmm. anything. Do you? No, not not at all, really. That's that's kind of crazy that this band kind of comes out of a. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's an epicenter of of heavy metal, but uh, I, I had tried to. to find some info on them too and I, I i guess now that you say scotland i guess i had seen that i found a couple of interviews with them that's all i could find uh mm-hmm. and, and i just i just copied like this the parts i thought were funny uh, because you know talking about new metal and everything uh, i found two different interviews where they were asked what bands they would like to play with or you know tour with mm-hmm. or whatever and the two mm-hmm. bands they mentioned i just thought was ironic because they mentioned slipknot and corn Oh, like, are they kidding? Uh, <laughs> I was like, really? I mean, Slipknot, I mean, okay, I, I guess, but Korn? I can say good things about both of those bands, uh, you know, sort of barely, but this band is way better than both of those bands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Slipknot, they, they do kind of share some DNA with Slipknot, but Korn, I don't get that at all. No, me neither. It, it, that's uh, this is bizarre. way more thrashy than, than Korn ever was. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so. they're, you know, they're one of those bands... Um, you know, when I hear them on the radio, they instantly get my attention. And my first instinct is just, oh, yes. And then as I listen, I'm like, well, I don't know. It's okay. It's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't figure but it out. But it's worth, you know, pursuing. It, it's it's reminiscent of, of um, I think they're Swedish. Where's my sugar from? I, I think you're right. And I also you know agree what? 100% with what you're about to say. It doesn't matter. They just remind me of Meshuggah, but but it, it, almost in a better way because, you know, Meshuggah is a very technical band and mm-hmm. they can lose me pretty easily. Where this this band, I mean, they're they're kind of technical and they have a similar you know sound, but uh, they're not they they don't 
take their time. They get right. Yeah, to there's business, more energy, so more like of a almost like a punk or a hardcore feel or something. Because mm-hmm. I feel exactly that's who I was thinking of when I was saying that about is Meshuggah. Because when I hear Meshuggah, the first like 10 seconds, I'm like, oh, fuck, yes, this is awesome. Yeah. And then by about 30, 45 seconds, I'm like, oh, God, come on, man, I get it. And then you realize they're doing an odd timing of a really long measure. And yeah, you know, <laughs> you're like, gone. God, yeah. man. It's like, I appreciate what they're doing, but yeah, you just, it's hard to kind of really get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, Lotus Eater, I'll be keeping my eye on, but I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'll grow tired of them. But right now it's kind of fun. Right. All right. Well, I am going to bring a little uh, hip hop into the mix. I, th- I know you've got some in store, too. Uh, this one Please. is really interesting. This guy uh, is has got quite a story. Uh, this guy, he his name is Charles Hamilton, but he goes by a initial a Charles and Mm -hmm. um, he's put out a few just kind of standalone tracks this year Uh, the first one I heard was called two left feet and that's a a, it sounds so much like Kanye that that I wouldn't be surprised if people thought it was Kanye who didn't know any better it's almost embarrassing (laughs) but he actually (laughs) draw you know he actually acknowledges it in the song because he mentions how he he misses the old Kanye and he wants to bring the old Kanye back and everything um, yeah, yeah. But I, anyway, I've got a different song, but um, turns out this guy's had an interesting path. He actually broke through around 2007, I think it was um, back. This is when I was really kind of tuned out of music altogether. But apparently there was a thing where a lot of rappers had blogs and uh, oh. they would they would blog and they would release music through their blog. And he kind of came up through that uh, with. I think probably the biggest rapper that came through that era was like maybe Kid Cudi or somebody like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, he uh, signed a seven figure deal to Interscope, had recorded a debut and then just managed to keep shooting himself in the foot until the the album was canceled. The deal was done. Uh, He he got arrested. He wound up in a. institution uh, well he was in he, he was in a couple institutions of the correctional and mental health varieties wow. um he, it turns out he eventually was diagnosed with bipolar disorder huh. uh he uh he really burned some bridges he like pissed a lot of people off he he's just he's been up and down and up and down and trying to pick himself back up again um and so where is he where is he these days uh well he's he put an album out in 20 i think 2016 and from what I saw just in my, you know, kind of rudimentary research online, he doesn't have a whole lot of cred among the hip hop community because of all mm-hmm. the shit that happened to him. But no one can deny his talent. I mean, he's he's good at what he does. He produces his tracks himself. The production is pretty stellar. His flow is really original, really unique. Um but this is uh, this is you could call this soulful hip hop, right? Yeah, yeah. The the one uh, that song Two Left Feet, the Kanye throwback, it, it was kind of that. What would you call what's what's it called? Chipmunk soul, where they sample oh, okay. soul music sped up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is I actually kind of like that trick. <laughs> I do in yeah, small doses. It depends. It's um, something Kanye and Jay Z employed a lot last decade or so, and I, mm. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I have written down, there's a lot of bended notes here, which kind of is evocative of a soul song and, and that he kind of is, is reminiscent of uh, early Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. He's actually the, uh, the cousin of rapper MC Light. Remember her? 
Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, How funny. Well, one of his uh, one of uh, A. Charles's big uh, bl- blow ups was in 2009. He uh, had a viral video where he was freestyling and uh, mm-hmm. he was rapping with his girlfriend, who was also a rapper named Bri- Brianna Latrice, who is the stepdaughter of Mary J. Blige. Again, like just it's all oh. circled. But he he uh, his line was, what did it say? God, it was it was pretty, pretty raw. He said, call me irresponsible, immature, but you're beautiful. What the hell else would I hit it for? Now, I can oh. say that I hit it raw, but that would mean you will have to get in a bore <laughs> or or I just need not <laughs> go there. And then she proceeds to whoop his ass on this video. She yeah. smacks the shit out of him. And that was just part. And then like not long after that, he went into the uh, mental health institution for a while. And I have some mm-hmm. quotes about him comparing the music industry to the asylum and all that. But uh, anyway, enough talking. Uh, the, the song I found is called Woes of an Elderly Millennial. My buddy quit his dreams because his fam said they lame and he's happy that they happy. But it doesn't feel the same. And that fat paycheck ain't enough to numb the pain. But it is what it is. He got bills. He got kids. So if his soul dies, at least they get to live. He could live till 90, but his spirit passed to 30. All because he was told his knees weren't worthy. Man, that boy left society. Do him dirty. Real talk. Can't let that be my story. No blood, no gut. But that's a true horror story. Waking up every day. Day to a life that's great and everything you do ain't enough to numb the pain I'm trying to be the guy I dream about when I close my eyes but around my neck is this noose called a suit and tie don't want to work a nine to five on someone else's time rather work a nine and nine and build something that's my boy yeah. you know when I heard this beat I had every intention of uh, man I'm struggling with hip-hop this year it makes me feel like such an old white bastard but uh, you know and even my hip-hop selection i'm i think i'm gonna skip because it's i don't know these guys they just sound uh awkward to me like that sample's perfect that a charles song we just played Mm -hmm. and and his his voice sounds clumsy you know he's he's just hitting the mic and saying his lines and he's not even listening to the music it sounds like it's just so it's it just thuds for me for some reason Hmm. and i i just have so little patience for for mcs these days it's it's it really troubles me because I've, I've, I mean, arguably, I've liked hip hop longer than most genres. <laughs> so right. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and you, you dig this uh, sort of cautiously? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's, I think it's pretty well done. I think it's, a, it stands out a lot, you know, compared to a lot of the trash rap that's that's out there. You know, like the little Zans of the world and that kind of thing. You know, I'd, yeah, I'd much rather listen to this than than that. I mean. I just, uh, yeah, I, every, between this and the other song, I think both are good. You might, I don't know. I'm curious if you'd feel the same way about the other song, too. I don't know. Well, let's, let's talk about NF. Uh, we may as well, since I referenced it. So NF is a, a, a rap artist from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, like, like Eminem. And, and he is a lot like Eminem, except I didn't actually realize this until late in the game. NF, uh, otherwise known as Nathan Feuerstein, is a, a Christian rapper. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but 
I, I, you know, unlike the, the the evangelicals of the world, I actually don't care if they're religious or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, like I, I was actually going to on my list was a band called August Burns Red because they they reissued my favorite album of theirs uh, this year, and I was going to play some of that. And they're they're very very Christian, but you know they they they're good. Yeah. And actually, that we I won't go down that road because <laughs> the road that a lot of metal purists do not like them. Um, but it, it never makes a difference to me. Whereas evangelicals, in particular, like they will only listen to Christian music, right? Yeah. Um, but I didn't get that vibe off of NF. Uh, but it did as, as soon as I read that he was a religious man, uh, a quote unquote Christian artist. I realized he's not cursing in the uh-huh. in the song. I, I hadn't even caught on to that. The Eminem comparisons are unavoidable. Yeah. Uh, although, to be honest, I was just having this argument recently about Eminem. I don't like Eminem. Uh, to me, his flow has always been bogged down by self-consciousness. And I can't really point to a specific thing to prove that other than I think Eminem is always th- overthinking it. Whereas you, t- you take an MC like Rakim, or, you know, who, who doesn't, who practically, it just flows through him. And I don't think Eminem has that, where NF actually has a confidence that's not, his flow is not self-conscious, that, you know, he's he's not Marshall Mathers, even though he sounds like him. I think there is a difference here. Uh, but he put out a single this year called Why. Oh, and speaking, <laughs> speaking of this song, this is another ch- time where I feel older than I, than I thought I was, because apparently this guy is really popular. Did you know that? Well, as I did a little research to read about him. I was astounded at how popular this guy is. Absolutely yeah, like blown he, billboards away. covered him extensively, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had no I, idea. I could not believe it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the song is called Why. All caps. Smile for a moment, then these questions starting to fill my head. Not again. I push away the people that I love the most. Why? I don't want no one to know I'm vulnerable. Why? Makes me feel weak and so uncomfortable. Why? Stop asking me questions. I just wanna feel alive until I die. This isn't nice flow. Just let me rhyme. I'm in disguise. I'm a busy person, got no time for lies. One of a kind, they don't see it. I pull out their eyes. I'm on a ride. I've been doing this for most of my life. With no advice. Take my chances, I just roll the dice. Do what I like. As a kid, I was afraid of eyes. Put that aside. Now I'm here and they look so surprised. What's so on my me to the parties but i still arrive kick down the door and then i go inside give off that i do not belong here vibe then take the keys right off the counter and let's go for a ride why do y'all look mortified i keep to myself they think i'm sort of shy Organized. so not a bad rhythm uh i i like the texture it's it's a little more spare than i would like it but that's sort of where hip-hop is these days so i i take them as they come uh, I don't know how I feel about a white rapper saying lyrics like, I push away people that I love the most. Um, <laughs> but he's apparently been rhyming his whole life, so I can't really take the affectation away from him, I guess. It feels right. a little appropriate, uh, appropriative, if that's a word. Hip-hop's the only, really the only genre, though. Maybe, maybe certain uh, strains of punk rock gets this, but authenticity matters we've talked about this before where authenticity is so much more a piece mm-hmm. you know you, you have to be real in hip-hop i always wonder about guys like nf like is he real 
It's it's and it's it's sad because every you know all other artists you know you look at <laughs> you look at Amon Amarth that metal band that's all only sings about like dragons and, uh, and Vikings yeah like you know they're they're completely pretentious and and not real well you know the funny <laughs> what, thing uh, well yeah I mean I I why do they get a pass they they get they elicit nothing but eye rolls from me I'm not a fan of of them but um, okay when it comes to rap though the the funny thing about that about being real. Is that I, you know, thinking back to the whole cop killer uh, fiasco with body count, mm-hmm. they made sure to reiterate that rappers were just telling stories, and they're just, you know, yeah. talking about things that are fictional, and it's not all true life. Yeah, I think it's, it's a mixture. F- usually, funny, yeah, because Ice T is one of those that I would, uh, I, I don't think half of what he raps about was uh, totally true, but you know, he oh, just yeah, ninety percent made up, certainly. So, yeah, you know, it's just funny, but yeah, at the same time, they want everyone to be, you know, have cred and be, you know, legit and have, you know, the the hard life and everything. It's just kind of a funny uh, paradox. It's a standard that's held to hip hop artists more than anyone else. Yeah, because the assumption is these guys are too dumb to be creative. I think that's always been the impression I've gotten. But, you know, it's oh, by the way, I wanted to say about the NF track. It's, do you like it? I like it way? okay. It's not great, but I don't think it's bad. It's funny to me that I was just, I just got done saying that this guy's more confident than Eminem's, you know, and I was talking about their flow specifically. And then I forgot the lyrical contents of this song, why he's very self conscious. Yeah, know? yeah, he's, he is. He's talking about how insecure he is. Uh, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth on that because there is, there isn't, there are a number of of rappers who who have this thing where, like Drake is one of those guys, right? Where he's talking about heartache and and real human things. Whether he lands it is 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 not for me to say. But I, sometimes I hear hip hop guys doing that shit, and I go, oh come on, you know. <laughs> and then other times I'm like, well, no, they should they should be real, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should be. It's better to be honest sometimes. So I don't know how I fall on that, but I think that this NF guy. I think I'm, I will not be talking about this guy next year. It's right. it's just the, the the it just popped up on my radar. You know, it it got it. It found its way on my list of of um, currents, and that's where we are. That's all. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, since we, since we're doing so well on time and are going to be able to squeeze an extra in, I'm going to squeeze my extra in right here. Cool. So um. And I just I don't know for sure that he even listens to the show or just interacts with us on Facebook. But if he listens, I just want to give a shout out to Mike Clayton because we never acknowledge his his genre very often. And I may mm-hmm. not really be acknowledging it now, but I'm going to try. OK, <laughs> this is a band from Taiwan. I don't know if he's going to take to this or not, but they're called Flesh Juicer, which I think is just a fucking great name. I don't know. Just if, based on the name, I think Mike will have to at least give it a give it a I, listen. I don't know if this is like, <laughs> you know, I, I never know if these uh, Asian bands come up with an English name or if it's a translation of their actual you know name in their yeah. native language. But uh, <laughs> They have been around since 2016. They've put out, I believe, one album and a couple EPs. Um, I, I've, I've looked at their website. That's really all the, the press or you know any info I can find is on their official website. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting because you can tell that it was translated. It wasn't written in English. It was translated into English. And it's, mm-hmm. it's 95% flawless translation. There are just certain words where they might use the wrong tense of the word or something, but nothing major at all. But it gives it a really cold read. Like it just it seems like they take themselves so seriously because I think of the way it's translated. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Uh, it's, it's really cold sounding, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they do take themselves this seriously. The singer uh, wears a pig mask. Um, nice. I love that. <laughs> and it, it, it's got some like they have actually a, a fairly strong um, kind of a spiritual slash religious aspect of, of their music. Um, they're, they work kind of traditional Taiwanese instruments into their songs when they, when they can. Mm -hmm. But, um, I've only listened to one song. I, I, I haven't really listened to anything else. And I think the song is pretty good. I, I like it. There's one part kind of in the middle where it almost loses me, but it's a short little part where there's some kind of attempt at melody that maybe is, is ill-advised. Um, but I, I like this song, man. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I think it's pretty cool. So I'm curious to see what you think of it. Let's go ahead and give What's it What's it called a, again? It's called Mar Mariana. fun yeah and i i like it just it has just enough uh, that's different about it you know like I, I listen to so much metal that it you know a lot of it blends together i mean granted i like you know i feel the same way about metal that i do like horror movies like even the crappy stuff i can kind of appreciate on some level <laughs> yeah but i don't really yeah. like it like it you know it, it takes something special to make me really take notice and if, if a song can make me stop what i'm doing and go what the hell is that that's usually a sign they're doing something right, you know? And this okay. song has just some weird little touches. Like, well, what are they? What is that? Metal's one of those genres that I would really love to get doses of from all over the world. Yeah. Because uh, it, it translates pretty well most of the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't, if I didn't know, I would never guess that was even in another language because you can't understand most of the English, you know, the metal that's in English. So. Well, I'm going to turn it way down. Nice. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I singer songwriters. It's so strange how it's hit or miss with me because, you know, most of the time you even say the phrase singer songwriter, and I'm kind of twenty to thirty percent out right away. Yeah. Because uh, they can be kind of self indulgent and self important, and and you know, it's it's a lot of singer songwriters. You get the feeling they're writing music for them and not for anyone else. Right. Uh, but this guy, I just came across because of our photographer Lily. Uh, she shot him at a show here in San Diego not too long ago. His name is Ben Howard. Uh, he's uh, Southwest London born, and uh, I guess he kind of came up with some bigger names from out there, sort of like uh, uh, Ed Sheeran. But he he's I mean, I guess you could say he's soft like Ed Sheeran, but he's not pop centric at all. Uh, and he's he's muted. He kind of mumbles even, but but somehow his songs still come out sounding poignant and. Uh, beautiful 
ghostly and haunting. It's it's uh, the verses are, are well in the song I'm going to play. The verses are so cold and introverted, but the chorus and the ending of the song. It's it's does one of one of my favorite things where a song starts a certain way and it ends in a complete almost complete different way where uh, it, it in this case it opens up and it becomes expansive and warm and it uh, it rises like a I don't know like a muffin in the oven <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes you don't need sympathy to get the words right caught in that It's like uh, it's like Nick Drake, but lost in space. Hmm, okay. Well, there, there's a a couple things I, I I find a little off-putting about that song. I I don't like the beat, the little whatever if that's a drum machine or whatever that is. That just steady uh, something. I I don't like songs that use that and never <clears throat> never any other kind of percussion variation it, it kind of okay. it, it actually kind of makes me anxious like it makes me i i don't like the way it makes me feel like it, it feels uh, like honestly it's... i i have written down here menacing question mark because there is an unease uh, there's there's a there's a discomfort to this song even though it's kind of mellow yeah it's, it feels it's like oddly it's, off-putting it's building to something but it never delivers you know it never like resolves well, it, it delivers at least on his guitar skills he he kind of does his version of shredding. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that at the end, uh, but he's finger picking as far as I can tell. And he, he's really got, uh, you know, the, he, he talks to his guitar. They talk to each other. It's uh, it's, I, I like his skills there. Uh, but you know, to, to be honest, I listened to some of his other stuff and it, it wasn't as good as this. Hmm. Well, the other thing I thought was a little uh, off putting was his, his voice. His voice is really odd to me. Um, almost sounds like, I, at first, I thought it was monotone, but I don't think that's right. I, I, I don't know. Something just about the the tone of his voice just kind of bugs me a little bit. Um, mm. But I am willing to overlook all that stuff because of the guitar playing, um, especially at the end. Uh, I felt that last, whatever it is, 30, 40 seconds uh, of guitar playing that kind of ends the song. To me, that was more emotional than all of his singing. <laughs> I really, oh, okay. I thought he really poured something into that, and it actually kind of led me into a, a rabbit hole. I had to stop myself because I was getting carried away because I saw that, for one thing, he uses a lot of really unconventional tunings, like super mm. unconventional. Uh, but mm-hmm. apparently, he also uh, his distinctive, you know, style, the way he strums and picks, uh, is highly influenced by a guy named John Smith, if that is, in fact, his real name. Um, <laughs> uh, another uh, singer-songwriter out of the UK who uh, he 
he has a unique way of finger picking, but he also lays the guitar flat on occasion and will do some weird percussive things. And apparently that was a big influence on Ben Howard. So I kind of want to look more into both of them to kind of see what that's all about. But, uh, well, I, I really just love the way that the, it's, it's moody in all the right ways for me. Right. But, hey, we're running out of time, so we should probably move on. What do you got? In, uh, is this your last pick? Hang on one second. Okay. I just had to lay him down. Um, yeah, I, I was saving this one for last because um, it's my favorite. So this favorite. will give us six each. Not bad. This is my favorite of the bunch, but I also had a tiny bit more to say. I'll say it as quick as I can, though. Um, okay. This is the one that's not on Spotify. It's on YouTube only. And uh, I found this YouTube channel. It's called Gems, uh, like J or no, G E M S, like gemstones. Uh, Gems mm-hmm. on VHS. Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay. It's this guy. His name's Anthony Simpkins. Um, didn't have a whole lot going on for himself. He, uh, I think he may have graduated high school, but he may not have. I can't remember. Um, he got arrested for uh, selling uh, mushrooms. <laughs> he was on probation. He was like 24, I think. Not a lot of prospects. Never had a, a good job in his life. But somehow he got the idea to go around Nashville finding uh, unsigned artists and, uh, you know, just kind of the under the radar artists and. Um, I believe 90 to 99% of them are acoustic artists and he Mm -hmm. would take them to just unique locations around Nashville and film them performing. So, you know, like abandoned warehouses or a train yards, things like that. Uh Um, and his, I noticed, I noticed a lot of his videos here say live in the morgue. Ah, there you go. See, that's Um, interesting. This guy's eye for talent is, uh, astounding, uh, because, I, I've only sampled maybe a half dozen of the videos from different artists. And even the ones I don't especially like a whole lot are still immensely talented people. They're just so good. Um, they all have kind of a common uh, theme. though. They're all kind of old-timey sounding. And I found a couple. Uh, one of them was a kind of a, an extra that we're not going to get to called The Hill Country Devil. Uh, that it's one guy, but that's what he calls himself. And he had a song called glory. That is fantastic, but I'm going with someone else. Um, her name is Sierra Farrell and she is, I think 29 and, um, she's got the most unique sounding voice. I mean, it's, it's unreal listening to her voice. It's it's almost like you're listening to an old record. I, I swear to God, you can almost hear the cracks in the vinyl. Like, it's so mm. weird. Um, and this is a song called Rosemary. I think this is her most... Well, no, I think it's her second most popular song on the channel. But uh, she kind of had a rough life. She grew up kind of on the streets. She was busking, you know, uh, from an early age. She she struggled with addiction and then, you know, that kind of thing. She's, you know, just had a rough life. Uh, but good God, this song is fantastic. This song has some tempo changes that I don't usually notice in solo, like acoustic music. Mm-hmm. Like it starts out with one feel, like one tempo, and then it changes to another and then another. And then it plays between the three. And that just blows me away. I just love it. Um But anyway, enough talk. Let's go ahead and play uh, Rosemary from Sierra Farrell. One day that rain, it started and it never stopped. No, it never stopped. But now I knew with just one plan. 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. Her it's, voice is something else. I know, right? It's just I I uh, I I completely stopped what I was doing when I heard this the first time. I was like, oh my god, what is? And this? she's just standing there with a guitar. And granted, she has a face tattoo and a nose ring, but she demands to be watched because you don't believe what you're hearing. Yeah, it's just it's it's fucking amazing, and I I, I can't recommend this channel enough. Now, like I said, granted, it is all of a very similar ilk. Like, you know, you're, you might tire of it eventually, you know, because it's all so similar, but it mm-hmm. is all just so high talent. Uh, I have a quote from mm-hmm. the guy from Anthony Simpkins about his, his channel. And he says, I'm looking for people, the kind of guys that they, they ain't going to play the tiny desk concert on NPR anytime soon. Uh, why? Because they're drug addicts, they're weirdos, they're not able to get their music out there. They're talented, but they shoot themselves in the foot. He's actually trying to raise money to start a traditional record label. So uh, if that takes off, that could be fantastic. Not a bad idea, it sounds like. Yeah, but I would highly recommend this uh, this YouTube channel to anyone who likes this kind of music. because it's, it's great. Okay. Um, I guess I have one more coming to me, don't I? Yep. Well, I'm dying to know what it is. All right, you tell me. I have um, uh, a a good old-fashioned punk rock. I've got a video game score. I've got a song by And So I Watch You From Afar from their record this year. I have a singer-songwriter. I have a rock band. I have a synthesizer band. And that about does it. Well, should I just stick with punk rock? That was my first instinct. That's kind of my for either punk rock or the rock band, one or the other. All right, let's go with um, let's go with a punk rock band called Mill Spec. Uh, I don't remember exactly what that's a reference to. I feel like it's a military thing, Mill Spec. But um, they are out of Toronto. They are self-professed anxiety-wracked Canadians, and who could blame them? Uh, these days, but they're also an intergenerational uh, hardcore crew, 90s inspired. Uh, apparently, a couple of these guys in the band are our age, and a couple of the guys in the band are not. <laughs> Very, they're much younger. And um, they, they, they take a lot of uh, inspiration from Revelation Records and Revelation Summer. Or is it Revelation Summer? I always forget. I wasn't around. I wasn't paying attention for, for this stuff, you know, the... Revelation stuff until later, but they they really love Shelter. Did you know that band? Mm, Shelter? I don't think so. I think Rich Shelter was uh, was like a Hare Krishna inspired hardcore band. It was kind of weird. Like they would they would sing about meditation and doing no harm. <laughs> but um, but anyway, this is um, this is fun because no matter what their ages are, there's youth in this band's DNA. Uh, but they put out an EP this year called Changes, and uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Here you go. Come on. 
so to be honest, uh, this is kind of middle of the road in terms of creativity. Until they change up the tempo and add that that guitar lead, mm-hmm. I, I would be kind of you know ambivalent about this. But when whenever they they you switch up uh, the the entire song just to fit a new tempo, mm-hmm. I know it's not exactly the most uh, you know it's not exactly a new idea. I but I'm I'm a sucker for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, that's good. I like that. We don't have to get to. There's really not much to talk about. I just I just think they're fun. They're an old old school inspired hardcore band. So I like it. There you go. You got any also rands? Uh, the only one I have I didn't get to. Uh, well, I mentioned the Hill Country Devil already. That's also on on YouTube. Um, there was another uh, yet another Australian punk band I found. I God man, whatever is in the water over there. Uh, they're called Private Function. And yeah. uh, I actually had trouble uh, deciding what song I was going to play if I got to them. They have one called Duct Tape that's uh, really catchy, got kind of a shout-along uh, chorus. Uh, and it, it says, which side of the duct tape are you on, which I think is funny. <laughs> uh, but then they, funny. they had another song called I Wish Australia Had Its Guns Back, which I just love that title. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and it, and it's, a, it's a lot more of a hardcore-sounding song. But the funny thing about mm-hmm. that song is that the main riff is almost identical to Welcome to Paradise by Green Day. <laughs> but then when they go to the verse. Oh, wait, Welcome to Paradise. Oh, Welcome to, yeah. Yeah. And uh, when <laughs> I the, was like, wait, isn't that, pa- oh, Paradise City is what I was thinking <laughs> Go ahead. But, but when they get to the to the verse part, it they keep playing the same riff, but they palm mute it. And it just gives it this hardcore, like 70s punk like feel. So it totally changes the feel of it. But for a second mm-hmm. there, I'm like, what are they playing Green Day? Um, but uh, that's a great song, too. They're, they're a lot of fun, too. They're just kind of like a party punk band, sort of. So Okay. Uh, but that's all I had other, otherwise. Sounds Australian. Yeah. <laughs> I had, I've got a number, as per usual. Mm-hmm. Dan Romer did some really amazing work scoring the Far Cry 5 video game this year. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing that game, too, actually. I never played a Far Cry game. Uh, and I won't get into the particulars, but there's one particular song uh, from that video game that's... Uh, Called when the morning light shines in. It was sort of an interstitial part of the game, and it's it's it really got stuck in my head. And so I watch you from afar. Uh, released the endless shimmering this year. I really like the track on there called "I'll Share a Life." The Cancer Bats are a fun sort of. Wa- oh, I, I, I like, call yeah, them like I like a, them. Yeah, I, I feel like I I read someone else call them wom- wombat rock, and it seems appropriate. Uh, there's a singer songwriter out of I think it's Orange County uh, named Anna Hilberg. Uh, the, the record seems a little undercooked, but her songwriting capabilities uh, are pretty formidable. We reviewed that on the website, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's see, Grandma put out a, a, a weird record that bugs me about 60% of the time and blows me away the rest of the time. Uh, Swedish, band, Swedish band Light Screamer is worth mentioning. Um, a band called The Screaming Females, which I actually don't like their record, but there's one song called Step Outside. I think it's an album closer where they, they jam out pretty hard and it's fun. Um, and actually, I had listed all these in order of how much I liked them. And so now we're at the bottom to a band called Le Shock. They put out a record this year called We Are Electrocution. And the cover is 
of a woman's genital region, and but instead of a vagina, there is um, a, an outlet, two outlets, a wall wall plug. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was gonna play it for, during an episode and and hopefully trick you into liking it because I do not. <laughs> but uh, they're they're just one of those punk bands. It's it's like Ryan Adams had a brief period where he did. I like the name of his punk band though. He called it the Finger. <laughs> and, um, but it was just sloppy and 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 ill ill formed. And uh, maybe there's something about Le Shock I don't get, but uh, I did not enjoy it. So should we talk listener favorites, listener recommendations? Yeah, absolutely. I know that Mike Clayton suggested a, a death metal band. Who was that? Uh, I do not In- remember. Internal bleeding. That's oh, I've actually heard a a song or two of theirs that are not bad at all. Yeah, I, I kind of liked it actually. Um, who else? Okay, let's see. We've got uh, internal bleeding. Um, uh, my buddy Eric, for some reason, suggested Cypress Hill Band of Gypsies. I don't even know if that's a new song or an old song. It- it is a new song, actually. I checked. It's good, too. Uh, let's see. Robbie suggested Johnny Fritz. LA's I pr- tried to listen to that, and, and the guy wouldn't stop talking. Uh, <laughs> so I, I kind of lost interest. I, I, I get the impression that he's funny, though. I'll have to, if, it, if it's on Robbie's authority, I'll have to give it a, a, better, right. a better chance than that. Uh, let's see. Samuel uh, threw us a few. Chris Farron, uh, mm-hmm. Tower. And fighting trousers, which is a fantastic name. Actually, he he suggested. I think Towers the song. The band is the Beta Machine. Oh, and uh, okay, and I I really enjoyed that track actually. Okay, uh, let's Professor, see. Professor, but I think he also suggested Professor Elemental. Did you say that one? Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's the name of. The, okay, I got the title, the song, and the band mixed up. Then. Oh, Fighting Trousers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a fun name, actually, Professor Elemental. <laughs> it's a it's a mouthful, but I like it. Uh, Tavis threw us a couple, uh, but they're Spotify links, so I have to click on them to see what they are. Uh, I can tell you what they are. They're on, I actually already put on the on the playlist. It's uh, Weekend Friends. Um, he also suggested the Vanilla Poppers. I think he's mentioned them before. And then he mentioned Clipping, which is a, a band he had actually suggested to me months ago. And I tried to listen to it, and I wasn't loving it. Uh, but it turns out there's more going on with that band than I thought. So it's um, it's an experimental trio. And they essentially take, <laughs> um, let me see, they remix popular hip-hop tracks over their new beats made with noise and industrial elements. And uh, it's kind of a hard listen but it's also kind of interesting because these lyrics are really dumb. It's like break that bitch's face kind of stuff. And, and they make it, they make it kind of weird where at least it's interesting, you know? Um, I, and I actually, I don't know if it's, if they're using, if it's all popular tracks or if this, they actually had guys in the studio because uh, their bio says the album featured guest spots from three, six mafia MCs and, and sort of the like, Hmm. So anyway, that's clipping. And, and I think we missed one, actually. Uh, who suggested Master Boot? Master Boot Record. I don't Someone did. It might have been that Samuel. One. That's interesting stuff where it's, it's essentially regular songs but put through an 8 or a 16-bit filter. Well, anyway, thanks for that, listeners. Um, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week we are doing – are we going for the Christmas episode? Yeah, I've been I've – been, it's it's hard to come across Christmas music, Christmas music 
that doesn't make you want to uh, cut your 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 face off. You know, it's 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 so bad so much of the time that it's hard to find Christmas music that doesn't suck. But that's what I'm going to try to do. I I I don't know if it's. Do you like Christmas uh, in general? I do. Yeah, I mean, I, it's no Halloween, but it's it's Christmas can be fun. The the music is just it. God, it needs a reboot. <laughs> the whole thing, huh. the whole thing really needs help. I see. I don't. I don't. I don't seem to have that problem. I don't. I don't know. I'm curious what uh, what we're gonna bring to the table next week because i don't we could always i mean if you're into christmas are you is that what you're saying yeah and i don't i don't mind uh, you know i think there's a pretty large amount of christmas music out there that's pretty good i you know well that'll be fun to do then you'll sort of be the more traditional one and uh maybe (laughs) let's find out all right let's do our wager all right uh do we have any bands today we can bet on or not they're all come more obscure no let's pull a bon jovi let's just why don't you just pick a band Pick a band. Uh, have we? What band do you hate? You hate Led Zeppelin. Have we ever done them? I, I don't know. We could do the Who. I'm looking at other stuff here. Yeah, I'm not real fond of the Who. The Who's fine. Let's, let's do <laughs> okay. that. Uh, let's see. With the Who, I want to say. Uh, oh, actually, you know, it'd be appropriate if is is if it was behind blue eyes. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I wanted to say won't get fooled again, uh, because that seems like the most popular, but I'm going to go with my favorite, which is the indelible Baba O'Reilly. Oh, okay. All right. And you said your other was going to be, uh, won't get fooled again. I... Yeah, shit. I gotta, I gotta remember to stop doing that and helping you. I, I, uh, I don't think I was, I wasn't really going to go with that one anyway. Um. I, I think I'm going to go with uh, My Generation. Oh, I forgot about that one. Shit. Shit. He might have got me. All right, so here's the who. Oh, well, one of us. Na- we are getting better. Listener Samuel was totally right. We are getting a lot better at this. <laughs> really? We picked the number one and the number two. No shit, really? And I'm, I'm actually very surprised to say that Bob O'Reilly is at the top of the list. Are you kidding me? Wow. Uh, yeah. And by a lot, by like 77 million versus 150 million. Oh my goodness. Well, everybody, congratulations. You have made it to the end of another Ringing Ear episode. Although personally, I feel this one was a lot easier to get through than maybe some of the others because this was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Alistair almost enjoyed himself So I mean that's got to tell you something Um, Please make sure to follow us on social media At The Ringing Ear Instagram and Twitter We're on Facebook At facebook.com slash The Ringing Ear I as I mentioned at the top of the show Am on Twitter and Instagram At Books of Job Jeff is on Twitter At Jeff Nail Don't forget you can hear past episodes Access our concert and album reviews Our Spotify playlist link uh, photo galleries, much more at killboringmusic.com, your ally in the crusade against boring music. All of our episodes are produced by us, Jeff and Job, and our intro music, Set Guitars to Kill, was written and performed by And So I Watch You From Afar out of Dublin, Ireland. Check them out at asiwyfa.com. That's asiwyfa.com. <laughs> so confident, I'm doing it twice. Uh, well, I will just kind of mention uh, unsigned artists. If you want to uh, submit your work to us, you can do so at killboringmusic.com. Uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook. 
uh, Twitter, any social media uh, medium, we will respond. Uh, we love sorting through the unsigned attention. artists. We love attention. Well, that too. <laughs> Plus, you know, more often than not, if we're lucky, uh, they end up maybe becoming a listener. So that's that's good. That's just kind of an extra mm-hmm. little perk. Well, as luck would have it, uh, I like what we're playing this week. Yeah, see, we've uh, we've stumbled upon one pretty good here. Um, I forgot where they're from. Where where are we playing from this week? I actually haven't the slightest idea. Uh, that we we have got to get harder about uh, <laughs> submissions. They they're showing up on a compilation by Van Music or Van Van Sounds, and and that that song is called Leviathan Man. Oh, his name is Phil Corbett, the guy who submitted People With Bodies. He said he's writing because they just released a free compilation album called World Music with 14 bands from all over the world. Plus them figured that they'd send it our way. Uh, He is a podcaster as well. but You can find People With Bodies at vansounds.bandcamp.com. Well, I don't know. Lyric-driven, story-heavy, and performative. I just mm. hear against me and Laura Jane Grayson here. It's kind of a jangly yeah, punk rock. Right. I don't know how you feel about people with bodies, but generally speaking, I'm for it. I, yeah. I think people I mean, with well, bodies is better than you know people without bodies. Because uh, then you're just a ghost, that, and I don't yeah, like the that, band Ghost. So. <laughs> God. Yeah, not a fan. All right. Well, uh, did you figure out what I'm what I'm listening to? I think, uh, I don't think you're a fan of this band, and I used to be. Uh, so anytime a band gets back together, I like to sort of set it up for you to go ahead and hit it. Uh, so I think this may be a hate listen for you, but the Smashing Pumpkins put out, I guess you would call it an album. I think it's enough songs to call it an album. I think it's like eight or nine. Uh, and I actually had someone tell me recently that it's really good, and I went, uh-huh, sure it is. <laughs> so you tell me, Joby. I'll hit it. Sure, why not? By the way, I also want to remind uh, our faithful listeners that everything that they suggested on our Facebook posts, I've included on the on the house cleaning uh, Spotify playlist. Nice, nice. That's going to be one hell of a playlist. Very eclectic and it a is. lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, it looks like it's about 30, oh, 36 songs. I mean, because that's, you know, that's the thing, despite, you know, however uh, critical I am of, of anything on the show today, I didn't hate any of it. So I think it was all, Good. you know, all has merit. So I, would, I wouldn't mind listening to any yeah. of that, you know, in context of a huge playlist. That's awesome. Certainly. All right. Well, uh, that does it for us, folks. So, uh, yeah, playing us out is People With Bodies with their track Leviathan Man. Uh, so this is Joby. And this is Jeff. We are reminding you to keep fighting the good fight. Reject the rudimentary. <laughs> Slay the simple if you can and murder the mundane while you're at it. (laughs) Kill the boring, cover your kid's mouth when he coughs, and by God, (laughs) be sure to keep your ears ringing. Keep it up even
right, let's go ahead and stop it. Three, two.